0: And welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we reflect on our year visiting all 59 U.S. national parks.
1: Whether you're planning to visit your very first park or you bleed gray and green, we're here to share our insights on exploring, understanding, and loving America's best idea.
0: So thanks for tuning in. Today, we're spilling five of our secrets for creating your very own Alaska adventure, Plus, we're sharing all about our new ebook, How to Visit Alaska's National Parks. Elizabeth. Cole. I was floored this week when you opened up our SoundCloud dashboard that we used to host this podcast and saw for the first time, that we are closing in on a 100,000 listens.
1: Yeah, I was pretty shocked, too. I actually didn't know that this many people cared about our podcast. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Yeah, it's, awesome. it's really humbling. And apparently we got like 7,000 listens last week, and... I, I don't know where they all came from, but everybody (laughs) we're super glad to have you uh, listening in, and thanks because we love talking about this. And you might be able to tell from the fact that we barely know and just found out that we have you know uh, more than our parents listening. That uh, this is a passion project for us. We love doing it because we love doing it, and we love the parks. And we want to share them with you, and uh, you know that's that's our motivation.
1: Yeah. So let's push to one hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get there this week with this podcast. Do you think? Oh yeah, with this podcast,
1: we'll we're let gonna you break a
0: hundred thousand.
1: We'll let you know.
0: Uh, so yeah, you're you'll be hearing this tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, so uh, with that, with that said, share it around. Help us to reach more people. Um, we, you know, always love uh, telling more people about the parks and uh, that's why we do this is to help more people have their own adventures in the parks. Um,
1: yeah, word of mouth. That's my favorite way to share podcasts. podcast. That's how I get pretty much all of my podcast re- recommendations. So if you know you have a friend who likes camping, likes going to national parks, likes traveling, likes the outdoors... Um, Or is
0: telling you about their national parks trip this summer. You know just where to send them.
1: Exactly.
0: So. That's the
1: first exciting news. Right. Here's the second exciting (laughs) news. Survivor's on tonight. (laughs) Ah! Yes, there
0: are still people who watch Survivor. 36 seasons and counting.
1: And that's us. And the third piece of exciting (laughs) news. Is that our Alaska ebook is now available? Dance break. Do
0: do 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 do. <laughs> it's good music. I don't know what genre that is. Maybe. Uh...
1: It's like child EDM. <laughs> EDM for kids. Uh,
0: so yeah, we're super excited to release that as well. Uh, it, I can hardly take any credit because it's been Elizabeth slaving away on this, uh, ebook. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be, uh, intense. It's 114 full color pages, uh, with all of our information, all the information we could think up for visiting Alaska parks, everything you need to know for cracking their codes. And, uh, we just know it was a super intimidating and difficult planning uh, ordeal for us when we thought about how we reach and tackle and visit these remote national parks. So we wanted to make sure that information got out to you all in one beautiful, tight package. And that is this ebook
1: yeah i remember actually thinking when we were planning this trip why isn't this information written down in one place um so we have you know we have the national geographic guide to the national parks books and those give you lots of good information um general information about visit how to visit the parks but also a lot of good background information and context for what the parks why the parks are created and what they why you know why they're important
0: but it's like a page at the most for each one, especially when you get to the under-visited Alaska parks. They don't spend much time worrying about those because people just don't go.
1: Right. And and I feel like their, their information is also more... It emphasizes more the, the context of the parks. Our book is not really about that, and you can get that information from a lot of places, but our book is about the from our own experience plus the all of the research that we've put into it of the um, the best ways to visit the national parks the ways to get deeper into the parks the ways to save hundreds and thousands of dollars um, the ways to just have a more meaningful experience than what a tour company could provide you in a nice neat package um, so this is all about creating your own Alaska trip, doing it yourself, saving money by putting in the, the planning work on your own.
0: That's right. And we want you to be able to create your own by sharing our own. So we definitely weave in the personal details, you know, make it a real, genuine, true account of what we did. Uh, and uh, actually, I have it. Right here. Sound
1: effects.
0: In my hands. Um, So, looking at this, there's a bunch of different sections. There's a little story for each park from our own visit. There's fast facts and background. There's 20 things to do and see. uh, When to visit, getting there, where to sleep, all those planning details. The park map. Park map. I knew
1: you'd forget that page (laughs) because it's not on there.
0: How to budget your time. Um, How to budget your finances and how expensive stuff is. The must-dos that go along with the park. So
1: how to weigh your options.
0: And then some secrets, frequently asked questions, and additional resources. So there's, you know, from that blitz, you can tell that there's a breadth of information and really hope it's useful for everybody. And... Also, you know, are really excited to get some feedback once uh, it's out there too. And any questions, you know, we're, we're always open for questions. No matter whether we're releasing a book uh, and you're a, you know, paying customer or you're um, just looking to plan your next trip, you can always find us on social media and email and everything. Everything Switchback Kids at whatever.
1: At Switchback Kids, you mean?
0: Well, yeah, I was thinking that, switchbackkids at gmail.com.
1: Everything, meaning our email. Yeah. And that's it. Um, yeah, so the book, just so just some extra information. You can find it at switchbackkids.com slash books, um, or also just go to our website and search and find it. Um, it'll be in the, in the of course, there'll be a link to it in the show notes for this podcast, which you can just go to switchbackkids.com and find the latest post. Um It'll be $9.99, so it's 10 bucks, and 10% of that always will go back to the parks. We, we did a little campaign um, during National Park Week that if you pre-ordered the book we um, and paid up front, we gave 25% uh, to the National Park Foundation, and we did that on the last day of National Park Week. We, we made that donation. So that was exciting um, to get already some orders in.
0: Yeah, thank you all.
1: And but just so you know, we all we we're gonna give ten percent of all of our proceeds back to the National Park Foundation and Alaska's specific um, organization called Alaska Geographic.
0: That's right, because we would be nowhere without the parks. We'd be just sitting in our basement playing video games. <laughs>
1: we don't even have a basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or video games.
1: Or video games. <laughs> so. While I was writing this book, I got a voicemail left on our podcast, which you can do anytime, um, and I thought it would be perfect to play today as we get into the the nitty-gritty of what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast. So here it is.
0: As a family, we'd like to do all eight national parks in Alaska, but how is that possible, and how much would it cost? How do you plan something like that? Uh, we'd love to do that in 2019, maybe 2020. It depends on how much it's going to cost. I'd like to know that. Thank you. So that was a great question.
1: And perfectly fitting. I was just like so motivated to keep writing the book. This was a couple of weeks ago when I was still working on um, kind of putting it together and, and figuring out which you know which order to put all the information in and arranging it and formatting it. And this just kept me going because I I really like to think that it's actually affecting specific people. So super, super glad he left the voicemail.
0: Yeah, and um, also thanks for pre-ordering. We appreciate that. So we're really hoping this book gets tons of answers for your question. But also uh, we wanted to share uh, a little as we said, preview of the book by sharing five of our best secrets for visiting Alaska's park in a meaningful and affordable way.
1: Yeah, so, and this can apply, this, we are emphasizing the national parks, of course, in Alaska, um, the eight, national, the eight most remote, rugged national parks in the country, um, but these tips can also apply to anything you do in Alaska, so if you're just interested in in uh, planning uh, your own trip to your own big adventurous trip to Alaska and you want to throw in a national park here and there but you, it's not necessarily on your bucket list to visit all of them. These tips still apply to visiting any destination in Alaska. Well most destinations <laughs> we have a couple of national park specific tips but the first tip we have, is um, something we were super super glad to stumble upon and that is the using the alaska marine highway system
0: that's right so we used the alaska marine highway system which is a fancy way to say a ferry Uh, it's their
1: public transportation i remember standing and looking at the the views from the ferry deck and i was like if this is what their public transportation is like, what are their national parks like? Because this was our first, uh, very first stop in Alaska when we went after we had driven for six days all through Canada. This was our very first stop.
0: That's right. So we used it to go from Skagway, where we parked our car, hopped on the ferry, went to uh, our end destination was Glacier Bay, and we had to national park. And we had to stop on the way at uh, Juneau, which is the capital city, and I didn't even know that that was only accessible by ferry until we got there. Or plane. Right, yeah,
1: but not you can't drive to Juneau, which is kind of a unique thing in the as a capital city. I guess you can't drive to Honolulu either.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's a little different. Um, so yeah, you can use this the the Alaska Marine Highway system to visit. Like we said, Glacier Bay National Park. Also, if you're interested in other NPS sites, um, Sitka National Historical Park and Klondike Gold Rush National Historical Park are also along the ferry route on the Inside Passage. And along with tons of other coastal destinations in the Inside Passage and also up um, and down the Kenai Peninsula even. So you you can make a super long extended ferry trip. Using um, this system.
0: Or you could go to Homer, which is close to Seward and Kenai Fjords National Park.
1: Yeah, it's really possible to just build your own trip using all of these public ferries.
0: Also, what I loved about the ferry was that, yes, you can book a interior room or a state room or whatever the heck they call it. We don't know because we don't <laughs> book those types of things.
1: Well, we didn't have any overnight ferries.
0: That's true, too. Um, To be fair. But if you can't afford that extra price, uh, you can, one, just sleep in the pretty comfy chairs that they have all throughout the interior rooms, or you can set up your own tent on the deck of the ferry, uh, or your own hammocks, too, in the top deck part. Uh, And just remember, if you do, one pro tip we got is bring duct tape to tape down your tent because stakes <laughs> cannot go into the steel uh, deck.
1: Obviously <laughs> So
0: that, that really got me thinking. That's like,
1: really helpful for if you are um, if you're starting in Bellingham, Washington or if you're starting in Vancouver um, that those that's mostly for that purpose. If you're doing a long ferry trip that's going to take multiple days, our ferries were just four to, to six hours.
0: That's right. So it runs the gamut. Uh, and actually, if you're looking for some prices, from uh, for our trip, Skagway to Juneau to Gustavus, where Glacier Bay National Park was and back, was $194 round trip e- for, for each of us. Each of
1: us, yes. But it's much cheaper. In Gustavus, you can get to Glacier Bay just by taking the free Park um, park Lodge shuttle from the the port. So you're there. You're from Skagway where you can potentially drive to Glacier Bay for $194 round trip is actually very cheap compared to the way that a lot of people get there by cruise ship or by flying, uh, which is obviously much more expensive.
0: And if you want some other prices, the rough ballparks of Bellingham, which is near Seattle, to Homer which we said is up on the near the Kenai Peninsula, Kenai Fjords, uh, that route is pretty long. That's $900, and going from Bellingham to Haines, Alaska, is about $600. But if you go from Prince Rupert, which is another access point actually in Canada, on just south of where the Inside Passage starts, from Prince Rupert to um, Haines is $200 uh, one way. So, you know, you could do that. You could go up to Haines. You could take transportation from there into the interior. There's all types of ways you could build a trip using the Alaska Marine Highway System. Yeah,
1: it's a perfect way to to do a DIY cruise because, of course, a lot of people take cruise ships, uh, cruises to Alaska. Those start around $800 per person for a week. Um, But those that $800 is during like May when it's really, really cold. Um, It, it, it just gets way more expensive from there. Um, So this is a way to do it for much cheaper and, and just kind of take some initiative in the planning. Maybe you want to go to a different city that the cruise ships don't normally stop at because you want to be off the beaten path a little bit. This would be a perfect way to do that. I think.
0: And you still see some glaciers, too, and some amazing scenery. We saw Mendenhall Glacier in Juneau from the boat.
1: From the boat, yeah. So that was just, like, an added bonus.
0: They're, and like we mentioned, they're very comfortable, very clean. They have,
1: uh, the one of them, we ha- had a cafeteria, so we got to get some food.
0: Yeah. And they had a
1: movie room. They had, sh- one of them even had showers.
0: Ooh. That,
1: that, of course, was the overnight one, but that was like for someone who didn't take very many showers in the whole year that was uh i don't know if we could actually access the showers technically but <laughs> i don't think i took a shower did i it was very it was a very exciting prospect for if you were actually getting staying overnight on the ferry was there was a, no need for us. a tease it was a little bit
0: yeah anyway there uh, are a few cons yes uh, schedules don't always run when you want And you have to plan well in advance for getting the right dates. And really, it just takes more planning in general since it's not a guided tour.
1: Yeah, for some people like me, this is more, this is actually a pro.
0: But most people
1: don't enjoy planning every little detail out.
0: But we believe in you. You can do it.
1: Ready for number two?
0: Ready. Way ready.
1: So, number two is something that we heard about when we were listening to you were listening to an audiobook called $99 Startup.
0: No, a hundred dollar startup.
1: Hundred dollar startup.
0: Big difference.
1: It's a dollar.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's a. <laughs> Why intru- do I
1: always think it? I always tell the story, and I always think it's ninety nine dollar startup.
0: Yeah, well, they're not like a you know infomercial or anything. They're talking about startups here. Hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. Hundred uh, Anyway, a book by Chris Gilbo. It's a really interesting uh, informational read, but they profile a bunch of. S- basically shoestrings bootstrap startups, and one of them was Alaska Tour Saver, and it obviously caught my eye because it was during our trip when we were just starting to think about planning for our huge ma- mammoth Alaska uh, a leg. And Alaska Tour Saver, in a nutshell, is a coupon book that gets you buy one, get one deals on all types of things from rental cars to restaurants to hotels to tours to trains so it's really good deals that save you a lot of money possibly with each coupon but it is a little more expensive than your average coupon book as well it is $99 and sometimes goes on sale for $79 right now it's,
1: yeah, right now it's $79 on their website.
0: And they're very clear about what's in the book before you buy it, so it's not something you have to get and just hope you get lucky with what's inside. You can actually do the work to look at the website, see if it's things you would be interested in and would allow you to do things like access national parks or do cool things in the national parks. That's exactly what we did. So you want to tell them what we used it for?
1: Yeah, so we personally used it in... Rangel St. Elias we used it in um, outside of Kenai Fjords in Seward and we used it in Katmai those were the three main places where we used it we also used it in Juneau when we were visiting Glacier Bay um, but the best places to use it wrangell St. Elias Kenai Fjords Denali and Katmai I would say those are the best parks where they have the the where they have coupon options so um they, these are mostly buy one, get one. Some of them are different kind of coupons. Also, um, they're best if you have if you're traveling with a partner or your family, because often they are buy one, get one uh, sort of deals. So the, what we like, what we would recommend you use this for are things that you already plan. You're already planning on doing. So inside the national parks, there are some must dos. like if you're in Katmai and you have an extra day in Brooks Camp, you have to do Valley of 10,000 smokes. It's a bus tour. It's a full day. It includes lunch. It includes this awesome hike into the Valley and it's $96. If you have a buy one, get one free coupon, it immediately goes, it like it's cut into half and then it's like an affordable day trip. Right? So those are the kind of things that you would want to use the coupon book for. Um, there's also a super uh, a really good coupon that we used for a half day glacier hike in Wrangell St. Elias, and that's another, I think, $95. And so that's cut in half for us currently, which was not a coupon when we went, um, they have the National Park seven and a half hour national park cruise in Kenai Fjords, which um, is a really popular day cruise.
0: And the cruise getting on the water at Kenai Fjords, side note, was one of our best experiences, best days in the park. Incredible wildlife, so close to glaciers. Uh, if you're going to splurge, this mm-hmm. is one place we highly recommend it because it was so worth definitely, it for us.
1: Definitely. And that's $50 off per person. So those were like some of the must-dos. But other other national park offers are things like transportation on the Alaska Railroad, so if you're flying into Alaska and you you want to avoid renting a car for some of the time, you can get buy one get one free tickets for the Alaska Railroad. Um, Also lodging inside of Wrangell St. Elias at the Kennecott Glacier Lodge, which is about $200 a night, is also buy one get one night free. And so being being able to stay in a in a fancy park lodge for that cheap is Really good. Even though it doesn't sound that cheap to us.
0: Yeah. Way re- over
1: our budget still.
0: Well, I remember that was one that we debated so hard whether we were going to get, get two nights at a National Park Lodge for <laughs> for $200 total. Yeah. Um, we were so close to doing it, I remember. but They didn't have of,
1: any days available. We, well, we booked yeah, it too that's, late.
0: That's true, too. We
1: might have.
0: We might have. We <laughs> didn't stay in any lodges all uh, year, but we went to This was going to gonna be the grand
1: finale. Um, yeah, we, we went to the arranger program here at the lodge at night. They had an evening program.
0: Yeah. So it was still cool to see. And in the other lodges too, we always just went and sat there and took a break, like the Iwani <laughs> Hotel in Yosemite or the one in Death Valley. Um, they're good for squatters too.
1: Yeah. Um, the so we met a couple actually in Wrangell St. Elias that was using the Alaska Tour Saver book to do everything. So we did we did the half day glacier hike with them. They were also staying in the lodge and they were also taking a flight seeing tour from McCarthy um, just next door to Kennecott and over Wrangell St. Elias. So that's another buy one, get one. And that's like a two hundred and sixty dollar ticket. So that's a huge savings. Um, you can also flight see in Denali. So yeah. really good deals in the parks, plus so many around the park. So if you're not, em- like, emphasizing the national parks, there are tons of, of other tours that apply to other places in Alaska. And we're not getting... I feel like I should say that none of these things are affiliate link. Like, none of these we're getting kickbacks from. We're not getting... You know, we're not being paid to recommend these things. We just really, really, really liked them.
0: That's right. And uh, we also recommend just doing all your research these coupons are good for one year so if you get it know exactly where you're going to use it and of course the pro is you can save a lot of money but the con you have to watch out for is that you can get carried away and book a ton of things that you might not normally book i know i'm always a sucker for a bargain
1: i know we 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 did a um a salmon Bake Buffet in Juno yeah. using this coupon. And we probably would not have... I mean, we definitely wouldn't have normally done that. But when you get your buy one, get one, you're like, oh, it's only half the price each. And it's all you can eat. And we definitely got our money's worth, I think. Um, but it's stuff like that where you just kind of have to watch it or else you might go a little crazy. It's
0: the same trap I fall into when I go to an REI garage sale and walk out with <laughs> $200 worth of stuff. You you don't know, need. stuff. Yeah. But... It was worth $800. Right,
1: exactly. Deals, deals, deals.
0: Deals, deals, deals.
1: Deals, deals, deals. Okay. So,
0: number three. Tip
1: number three is to get the Alaska Airlines credit card.
0: That's right. And we actually, we should set this up so we get a kickback because all those. I tried. We can't. <laughs>
1: I looked all, into it. I all those see, bloggers who
0: recommend those cre- the best credit cards, they all get money if you sign up through their link. Anyway, uh, the we signed up for a bunch of credit cards uh, to get the sign-up bonuses and use the points That's for all of our flights. That's making
1: it sound flights. very... I feel like you should give a disclaimer that we do kind of know what we're doing here. We didn't just w- sign up for a bunch of credit cards.
0: Yeah, we we did a bunch of research on it, you know, made sure it wasn't going to impact our credit score, and that uh, we could actually get these cards and meet the requirements and blah, 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 always pay your balance in full each month, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, so of course, the whole caveat here is do it responsibly. Uh, But if you can play the game and play it well, it is extremely rewarding. We haven't... Paid for a flight, uh, full price for a flight in, you know, since before our trip started in 2015. But that's a whole different issue (laughs) and a whole different podcast. podcast. Here we're going to talk about specifically the Alaska Airlines credit card and how you can use it to get to the national parks, specifically Kobuk Valley from flying Anchorage to Kotzebue, which is the gateway town village for kobak valley and possibly gates of the arctic as well and you can use it to get to katmai uh via king salmon via via (laughs) via either one
1: i've never heard anyone say via
0: what you haven't? I don't think so. Oh, it's totally... I hear it all the time. Okay. It must be like a upper class thing.
1: Your friends sound pretentious.
0: Yeah. No, so Starbucks had the uh, little packets, right? That were called VIA. How did you pronounce those?
1: But that's not the word VIA, though. What is it? I don't know. Isn't it
0: You pronounce a different it language? Via?
1: Isn't it French or something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, via VIA... Uh, King Salmon is how you get to Katmai so you can do a flight Anchorage to King Salmon and you can even use the credit card or Alaska to get to Juneau uh, which is
1: you could take the ferry then to access Glacier Bay
0: exactly so a few different possibilities for flying in with Alaska Airlines Um, and the cool thing about this credit card is you get two things number one you get the bonus points so if you sign up for most credit cards and meet a certain minimum spend in the case of Alaska credit card that's if you spend a thousand dollars in the first 90 days you're able to get a certain amount of bonus points in the case of Alaska that is 30,000 bonus points currently sometimes these amounts change Uh, and that is a great thing because the flight from um, from Anchorage to King Salmon is 5,000 points. So you could go back and forth um, three times. <laughs> A round trip three times.
1: That sounds pra- like the most practical thing yep. you could do with your time. We flew to Kotzebue for free, right? We used our miles to get to Kotzebue and back.
0: I yeah, believe. That, that's right.
1: And we only were flying from King Salmon back to Anchorage one way because of the we did three one way flights through the parks, um, and so we did that that one way flight. We we used their companion fare, which is the second awesome part.
0: Yeah, and the companion fare is basically uh, the extra benefit of the card where it, you can buy one ticket full price and get one for ninety nine dollars plus the $22 companion fare. Uh, sorry, $121 total. That's $99 for the flight ticket itself, plus $22 in fees. Yes. So your second ticket is just 121 So. So this
1: saved us hundreds and hundreds of dollars, um, both on our flight to and from Kotzebue, and then our flight from King Salmon back to Anchorage. So we highly recommend it. Um, yeah anything else that we need to say if i mean obviously do your research if you're visiting some of these look to see where alaska airlines flies to because they don't fly to a lot of places um like for example bettles they don't fly to the the town bettles which you can use to access gates of the arctic so you do have to they don't fly to seward which is um gateway for for um Kenai Fjords. They don't fly to Port Allsworth, which is gateway to Lake Clark. So they do not fly to a lot of the smaller towns that you might need. Um, but do your research a little bit ahead of time and see if it's worth it for you. Yeah. It was definitely worth it for us.
0: For sure. And also, you might do research and find out if there are other credit cards <laughs> that you can get points for. For instance, If you sign up for a Chase credit card, you get Chase bonus points. You can transfer those to certain airlines. Last I looked, that did not include Alaska Airlines, but there are games you can play uh, where you don't necessarily have to use the Alaska Airlines credit card to get points for Alaska. Uh, You can transfer in from other airline points or credit card points. So it's worth some research, I promise. Uh, yeah. We've done it a ton. It does take attention and commitment and you have to be responsible about it. But there are, uh, there's uh, huge travel to be won.
1: Yes, and we did discover that the the cheapest way to visit some of the remote parks in Alaska, where you have to fly, is if you can get there on a regularly scheduled flight versus a chartered flight or an air taxi, because those start around six hundred dollars an hour. Um, They start at six hundred dollars an hour. Now, if you are a family where you have three or even maybe four people. It might actually be cheaper to charter a flight, so always call around and check on that. But we found that the cheapest way was uh, through regularly scheduled flights um, to these remote parks, if we could get there that way. That was cheaper than a charter.
0: Word. So, number four?
1: Tip number four.
0: Is free NPS campsites.
1: Yeah, so in we discovered... In Alaska several of their national park campsites are totally free and don't you don't need a permit you don't need a lot of sometimes you need a permit sometimes you don't but many of them were free the only time we actually paid for campsites in Alaska was in uh, Katmai at Brooks camp and in Denali
0: yeah so that means we got free NPS campsites at Glacier Bay which is right by the visitors' lodge, a very easy walk uh, to the basically these campsites that are along the coast, right a, on the shore.
1: That's a developed campground, so they have a bear, um, like a cabin for keeping your like a bear-resistant food storage area. They had picnic tables. They had a, a plate. You know, they you did have to get a permit, but it was totally free. Called Bartlett Cove Campground. Um, the other developed campground where we stayed, or we didn't stay, but you could, is in Kenai Fjords, and that's the Exit Glacier uh, Campground, and that is also free, but it's first-come-first-serve, and I think they only have 12 sites. Right. So it's very small.
0: Got to get there early in the day, preferably not on a Friday or Saturday when all the spots will be booked well in advance, or, or taken well in advance. So great option because you're so close to the park already. Um, We had to go use our Alaska Tour Saver uh, coupon and get a private campground in in Seward Seward.
1: for Kenai Fjords. Um, Yeah, but the the other two Wrangell Saint Elias and Lake Clark those were those had camping areas that were only about you know Wrangell Saint Elias was about a, a mile and a half, and I think Lake Clark was also about a mile and a half. Um, from the developed area, from the visitor center area, to these camping areas, Wrangell-St. Elias was a backcountry campground called Jumbo Creek Campground, and Lake Clark, we camped at um, we camped at Lake Contra Shibuna, um, just along the shore there. And so those were both technically backcountry areas, the very rustic, very you know hardly any facilities. Jumbo Creek had a bear box to keep your Food in and Lake Clark gave us free bear resistant containers to keep our food in. Um, so that, you know, that made us feel a lot more comfortable out in bear country. But these were two of the most scenic sites. Oh my God. Campsites where we stayed the whole year in the parks. Yeah. These were some of the best. We were all alone. We had beautiful views just like right outside of our camp door or mm-hmm. tent door.
0: Wrangle St. Elias, if you listen to our episode, on top 10 camp sites in the national parks. Uh, this was one of them by far. You're hiking along the Kennecott Glacier and... Uh, Root then, Glacier. Then you it's yeah get to the, the Root, Root Glacier. Oh, okay. um, yeah.
1: The trail is called Root Glacier Trail.
0: Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. And basically right along the trail you can step off of it once you get to the Jumbo Creek area and there's just a few... Uh, side social trails to these obvious um, spots and you know you're at that place along the trail when you see the bear uh, uh, the the bear container and it's you're just on the side of this rocky um, mountain slope and set up your camp look out straight into the glacier valley so these this huge valley is filled with two converging glaciers and beyond that on both uh, at the back of both glaciers are these amazing mountains one was uh, 18,000 something foot um Blackburn glacier Blackburn mountain yes it was 18 right or was it 16
1: i think it was 16 okay Still, the tallest mountain we'd ever seen in our lives.
0: To that point, you know,
1: ever never having left the contiguous um, states.
0: Yeah, so just sitting there and opening our tent door to that in the evening and morning was remarkable.
1: And we really loved it. I think it made for very good entry level sort of backpacking because you're only hiking a mile and a half with a pack on so it's you're not in the middle of nowhere there are people walking past occasionally because it's how you access the root glacier um, hiking on the root glacier and so it's close to the visitor center um, they had they provided these bear resistant contain food containers for us and it was just so beautiful so so amazing but it made me feel pretty safe also like I wasn't in the total you know in the complete wilderness dropped off by a bush plane backpacking because i'm i'm pretty comfortable with with uh sleeping outdoors but when it comes to bear country it's kind of different for me so i need an extra layer of comfort and security and this provided that for sure uh the lake
0: certainly wasn't given that tour no you weren't (laughs) (laughs) so at mount blackburn by the way um, sixteen thousand three hundred and ninety-one feet.
1: There you go. Because
0: I know you are curious. Yes. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, just just gorgeous.
1: Yeah. So if you can, if you're able to bring your gear with you, like if you drive to Alaska or you're it's able to be, um, you're able to check a bag and fly with it. Um, this can save you so so much money because near the parks, the lodging options are pretty hefty in price. So this can give you be be able to sleep inside the parks and so have that like deeper, closer connection to the parks, um, have a more meaningful experience, enjoy the true nature of the parks and all that cheesy stuff.
0: How can you beat setting up on the shore of Lake Concho Shabuna, nobody else even passing you for two days, putting your hammock between two trees that kind of takes you you know you're basically swinging over the edge of the lake and then taking a snooze waking up going for a paddle with the canoe that just happens to be there left for any visitors um you can't beat that type of stuff i don't
1: think you can beat that yeah if we had to name some of the cons um you know there are no showers it's very it's very rustic there are the no facilities Um, so this can kind of, it can add a little bit of intimidation. Um, you do have to be able to travel with all of your gear or rent it or buy it when you get to Alaska. Um, so those are just some hurdles you'll have to get past, but if you can, camping in Alaska is just very different from doing anything else. But if you do not want to carry all of your gear, there is another option inside the parks and that's our tip number five.
0: That's right, NPS public use cabins. So there are two national parks that have these, Kenai Fjords and Lake Clark.
1: Yeah, and Kenai Fjords has two cabins that are along the coast. You they are not accessible by trail. You have to boat or fly to them with using a, a float plane or um a, a, like a water taxi. The they both they each sleep 4. They're $75 a night, plus your transportation fees to get there. Um, You can only stay a max of three nights per group. Um, You have to reserve ahead of time. They're rustic, but they have propane heat and table and chairs and four wooden books. That's the the nitty-gritty details about these two in Kenai Fjords.
0: And then Lake Clark, there's one at Priest Rock. Very scenic, sleeps six at $65 a night. And, of course, plus transportation maximum five nights per group rustic with a wooden stove table and chairs wooden beds and an outhouse
1: so these we never used a public use cabin because i don't think we really knew about them ahead of time now that i'm doing all of this more a little more research and and um you know, knowing the options for staying in the parks, you know, we didn't look much beyond camping because that's what the trip was about. But if we go back to Alaska and we're not interested in sleeping on the ground, this is, I think, a really good in-between kind of thing for if you still want a in-the-park, rustic, you know, rugged, next-to-nature sort of experience, but you don't want to carry all of your, you don't want to carry a tent, um, you don't want to, You know, have to lug around some of that equipment, and you want to be off the ground, and you don't want to be sleeping with bears. This would be a perfect alternative, I think.
0: I want to hibernate with bears. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're weird. You don't want to sleep for three months.
1: I would like to hibernate by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just do that? Is that not an option?
0: I don't. Maybe in Alaska they sleep more than three months. I don't know. Maybe it's probably a longer winter. Um. Yeah, anyway, so cons, uh, they're pricey to access via float plane or water taxi. The water must be treated when you're there, and space can fill up really quickly because, as you just heard, there aren't a lot of these cabins.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it is guaranteed solitude since only one group can reserve the cabin at a time. Um, You are very off the beaten path, but you're still... Inside the park, and you're still getting to enjoy these park treasures. Um, especially the one at Lake Clark looks so beautiful, and I really, it's on my bucket list now that I've looked at pictures. I really wanna stay here, um, bring a family there, because, you know, for $65 a night, sleeping six people, that's pretty cheap per person. You do have to bring a sleeping bag and maybe like a little sleeping pad because it's a wooden bed. Um, but just for, you know, just for having that that rugged i don't know what are what's another word besides rugged i've used that like six times um
0: (laughs) down and dirty
1: down and dirty (laughs) experience with your family (laughs) Uh it's perfect
0: um yeah so really if you want to check these out we'll include some of the links in the show notes we'll include all the pictures we have for all the stuff all the five um Pictures. What are you giving me the... No, are
1: you going to write this?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No.
1: We'll include some pictures. We'll also include a link to where you can buy the Alaska book, which, P.S., you can also just go to switchbackkids.com slash books and buy it there.
0: Yeah, but my point was, if you want to visualize some of this, go to the blog and check out this post, uh, switchbackkids.com. So... Uh, Those are the five best resources for building your own Alaska adventure that we used, except for maybe the NPS public use cabins. Um, Well, I
1: didn't. We didn't say we used all of them. These are just. But we did use all of them
0: except the public use cabins. Exactly. Yeah, building a trip you know works for your comfort level for your budget.
1: Yeah, and I uh, forgot what I was going to say now.
0: <laughs> okay. You just rolled your eyes at me, really <laughs> mad that I interrupted you. and now- I'm, not,
1: I'm not mad. I just forgot. I'm <laughs> mad that I... Now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say, these are really some of the best tips that we have. Um, I think that... Well, we don't are say giving that. You,
0: then they'll think we well, no. gave away all the value. Well, we of didn't the book. give away
1: all. Of course, there are dozens of other tips of and course. secrets and awesome things in our book, um, but these are some of those top tips. I think so. Agreed. Yep.
0: Um, so, with that said, thanks everybody else for checking us out today. We'll be back soon with more inspiration, national parks, and otherwise.
1: If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes or SoundCloud, and uh, help us get to 100,000 plays this week. Yeah, and Um, you have
0: some exciting stuff to look forward to as far as our next episodes. Uh, We're going to be releasing stuff on the 60th National Park. We're going to be releasing stuff on our coming trip and packing list. So lots of stuff that we're continuing now that we've finished our 59 National Parks uh, series.
1: You can also find us on social media at Switchback Kids. And you can can always get additional National Parks videos, posts, guides, and more on our blog at SwitchbackKids.com. Switchbacks
0: out!